Welcome to Open Mind UFO Radio. This is your host, Alejandro Rojas. And you know what? The little ticker didn't start going off till till right before I said, you know, hello and welcome. So I think that we weren't even on the air before that. I don't know. It seems later. I played that beginning video like usual. But uh, anyway, here I am. Uh, Kevin Childress is saying, did I get blocked? No, you're obviously in the chat. You're not blocked. Uh, and we got a lot of people in the chat hello everybody thank you it's me and it's doug douglas smyther here for the show hey. and we've got it's more been too long in the chat. i tried something new doug and i know you've been recommending this oh you're frozen like literally oh there you go now you're not um is i actually gave people almost 24 hours notice that we were going to be doing this at difference. this time I always am last minute. I apologize. It's just that's how it always turns out. Uh, just so much going on. And we'll be covering that in a little bit here. But uh, yeah. Flying by the seat of his pants, ladies and gentlemen, as always. That's exactly but today, right. You know, and it's great like this when you advertise because you get more people participating and then we can yeah, you know, bounce I know. all these ideas around nicer. the room rather than yeah. the Wimbledon. Yeah. So we got a lot yeah. to talk about. Um, I know I talked about last week, uh, Martin being sick. Some of you probably already know he's not dead. He's just off doing stuff. So just so you know, he's not dead. It wasn't, and he actually got tested. It wasn't COVID. So he's good no. to go. Uh, but uh, another funny thing I want to talk about before we get to uh, the topic of, the, it's so funny because I know you like to do something creative at the beginning every time. And the beginning, because I can see you in the little window. I, I saw yeah. you like looking around. Like, what can I get? You're <laughs> a prop. You're looking for a prop. Oh, what you did you that. choose as a prop? I didn't even notice it. You were waving something there. It's a pica gauge. Ah, interesting. You know, your average everyday pica gauge. <laughs> I just happen to have one lying around. <laughs> yeah. I also have some, some calipers here I have to keep nearby because you never know. Yeah. Never, no. Yeah. Good point. All right. Let's get into some of what I've been into or up to just because I want to plug these people who are gracious enough to interview me or have me part of what they were doing. Um, and first of all, uh, unidentified celebrity review, Luis, who's in the chat right now, invited me to be on his show. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I was on his show. He really grilled me. Um, and he even took me to some places I, I gotta say where I was kind of like, I even reflected and I was like, should have I gone there or not? But I think mostly I was nice and respectful. Um, and then he asked me about my past. I think he was trying to pull the Barbara Walters, the Barbara Wawa on me and make me cry. Did you? No, I didn't. Tear up at least? I haven't teared up. I don't think on a podcast. Have you? 
Like live on a podcast or oh, a hell, video? No, no, because typically they're not good enough. I mean, I don't, I don't mean that to sound like uh, pretentious or whatnot, but everybody and their mother has a podcast now, and nine out of ten of them have no idea how to do an interview and mm. don't really know how to push those emotional buttons. It's always the yeah. same old questions over and over again. Yeah. I don't even, and then they ask you to post the podcast afterwards. Will you post yeah. this for me and share it with your crowd? It's like, why would I? They already know the story because you ask the same damn questions that everyone else does, you know? So, I mean, like, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's been a while, folks. I'm getting all this angst out. Um, yeah. Have and it has been a while. Here. It has been a long while. I, we all need to get through whatever just what transpired. <laughs> yeah. And, I uh, hear you, brother. Whew, you know, I've been, I, I, to quote, to paraphrase, uh, I don't even know who I'm paraphrasing. Rob De Niro is, I've been feeling like I've been living in an abusive household and I don't know when dad's going to snap for the last <laughs> couple months. And so it's really been just making it's hilarious to say that because I think that's very true. And, yeah. um, and you know, in this household, uh, especially with Karen, it's kind of like, Oh sure. Dad says he's leaving or, <laughs> yeah. but is he really? And she's like, I'm not so convinced this is you, you know going to happen. And thank God it did happen. And, uh, but yeah, I think you know everybody on pins and needles. I mean, people it's get anxiety. Hurt. Yeah, like, I don't it, typically have anxiety. I'm yeah. like, typically not afraid of anything. But I've just been like, I, it's been tough yeah. to focus. Really, it's been tough to I like re do anything but read the news or constantly yeah. watch YouTube news on YouTube or wherever else. Like constantly, like that was that was the only way I could satiate like this anxiety. Yeah, uh, you know, it was just to well, let's not get people anxious. Because we're past no, it. No, no, we are past it, folks. And Thank now God. we're back to, uh, yeah. to looking towards the stars. Towards the future. But I was the same way. Now with you, uh, you've been, your business just so great over the holiday, holidays and, and then oh of course God, we yeah. had this situation that was going on, which really preoccupied my mind too. I couldn't really do anything UFOs and other friends, uh, Bryce Zabel, in fact, a good buddy. He said, I'm not doing UFOs till we're past all this. And I could sympathize. Yeah. It was hard to concentrate. So that's kind of why it's taken so long to reboot after the holidays. Uh, like usual, in fact, we haven't had a What's Doug reading. We'll have one next week. Um, and uh, uh, But, uh, yeah, we've all kind of been in that situation. So, Oh, is that the next book? Next book. What's it next called? week. And that's all I'm going to show you. That's all I'm going to show you. That's the oh, okay. Just a little that's sneak peek there. You're going to have Just to rewind. I want to know it's, it's on. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to wait to the end of this and rewind, folks, to, to catch a, a glimpse that's of that. That's going to be trending yeah, on, totally. on Twitter. Is Oh, my gosh. Easter egg. Doug flashed. What's the next you know, yeah. subject. So yeah, yeah that'll be all over the news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let other people that, uh, Oh, by the way, unidentified celebrity review says he's, he'd love to have you on the show. He's got to have you. I think you should do it. I think Louise was good. He asked me questions oh, that not everybody does ask. Uh, and even though he asked me about my background, how I got into this, which is kind of what everybody asked, he asked me in a more interesting way. He asked me questions that were more pointed, and I did Thoughtful. definitely reveal stuff that I haven't revealed before. So that was really well, cool. And he wasn't afraid to ask me the tough questions, which I'm more than happy to always take. Uh, and and I, he did. Just seen the questions, the questions he asked here. Or, or in our, our other show, uh, I already get the impression that it's going to be a far better show. Uh, yeah. But That's yeah, fine. I'm always open to it. I I, I love doing pod. But even I was even turning down podcast interviews for like the last few weeks too. And I was saying like, get back to me in springtime. I just couldn't do it. I did do one. Yeah. It went fine, but again, it was like the same old, same old. Um, okay, let's get but to yeah, that. Yeah, always open. 
Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. Uh, let's get to more UFOs. So other stuff I was doing, I interviewed, um, let's see, who did I interview? I interviewed Tony Harris last week. He was the guy uh, who does proof. Oh, he does. Uh, the proof is out there. He's a host on that. I don't know if you got to see that interview, but it's really cool. It's only like 20 minutes, but he was a, oh. a really cool guy. And actually, you know, History Channel, we met at AlienCon, right? Well, um, AlienCon hasn't been happening, and they've been doing these online interviews, calling it AlienCon. So I've got a couple of those coming up, actually. So I'm going to be hosting a panel for AlienCon, oh. or the proof is out there. So it'll be Tony Harris, along with a couple of the experts he has on that show. And then I will also be uh, on a panel early next month. So that's just two or three weeks away with uh, Nick Pope. And some others where we're going to be talking about government files and UFOs. Hopefully, John Greenwald will be on there with us. Uh, I'm not sure who's accepted, but uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, too. Um, because especially, uh, yeah, with Nick and John talking about the government files, that ought to be fun. And there's certainly things we still disagree on. So uh, maybe oh, yeah. at least John and I are used to disagreeing, uh, you know, somewhat infamously in in some circles you know uh where we got really heated and we weren't friendly for a little while there but now we are so uh uh but we're still you know we've always kind of just disagreed on stuff and been happy about doing so and debating and even teasing each other as we do it so that ought to be pretty fun well, that's cool that's that's yeah. like how politics should be yeah, fun and light, and you could disagree and, and maybe even really disagree, but not necessarily hate each other, unless the other side wants you dead or... Uh, Who does that? Yeah, which is... that I personally, I don't think uh, that's as friendly. That's a debate style that I'm as um, interested in when one side wants the other side dead. Yeah, that's kind of a deal breaker for me, too. <laughs> And I don't think that Nick wants me dead. So let's no. see. And um, I think that is everything. I, oh, I've been up to. Oh, this is fun, too. And there is hot news. So we will get into that, uh, like Robert Bigelow interview, uh, some other cool stuff. But uh, last night, I was invited by the Sci-Fi Channel to join this. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to show a, one of the images from it. Essentially, it was to join this uh, this panel or this group of people. This is what's weird. I interviewed, I shared this with people because I thought this was going to be something that they were going to air, but it's not. It was just something where they brought some journalists together and to do this trivia night for this new show, Resident Evil, that's starring Alan Piduck. Um and he was a guy from Firefly. He was a pilot on Firefly. He's been on Walking Dead, oh, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Real funny guy. Cool dude. Um, so his new television show on sci-fi is called Resident Alien. And it looks hilarious. In fact, I'll be sharing. They sent us some exclusive clips um, that they played us last night. And uh, I'll see. Uh, I think they did. So they said they were going to send them to us so I could share them. But the show looks really funny. Essentially, it's about this dude who's an alien, he comes to Earth, he looks human, um, and he his mission, it, it's kind of like that cartoon. Uh, I can't remember the show, but my cousin loved it. And, and it's a little bit like that other alien show that was on sci-fi where they thought they were abductees. But this guy's an alien, 
and uh, he looks human and his goal is to kill humans, but he somehow gets ra- caught up in this murder mystery and oh, he seems cool. like he's like not into killing humans eventually or something. But um, right. you could see some of these, like this is one of the a- actresses on the show. Oh, I should use right here. Sarah Tomko, of course, the actresses are very lovely. Uh, so we're all, everybody was here. Uh, this is the guy who did the comic book who um, a- they made it after. Uh, here's me right here. I don't think Alan <laughs> Tydeck is in this picture. He's probably in another screen. I-, I did tweet a picture of myself with him um, when I was actually trying to make a joke and he was making a funny face in reaction. But uh, this is Laura and she's the MVP because she studied and she was on my team and my team won oh. because of the research that she did. Here's Excellent. Alan Tydeck right there. Just hard to tell. This is a hilarious face. So this is Chris. I can't remember who he writes for, but he's a, really, a lot of really cool dudes. And actually, one of the actors on here, I can't see him in the pictures, but I met him in Hungary. He was on the television show Mars. Uh, and uh, when I got to go to the set out there in Budapest. And um, so, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, so I want to plug the show just because not just because they brought me on. And I think you guys know I'm for the most part, <laughs> I'll be pretty honest about things. Uh, I sometimes for television shows and stuff, fluff things a little bit, even if I don't like it. But this show looks really good. It looks pretty funny. But uh, I think I was pretty honest about like Blue Book and other shows that I've been a little kind of eh. On, Sounds you know? like Starman. Remember Starman from the 80s? Yeah. It's kind of like Starman, but this is a full-on comedy. Okay. So better than Starman. Um, All right. And un- Unidentified Celebrity Review taught me, hey, I need to make sure and plug when people uh, give me money on the, the chat. And uh, he did do that. <laughs> he did it himself probably to test me. Thank <laughs> you, Unidentified Celebrity Review, for that little uh, – what do they call that? I can't remember on YouTube, but you can – super sticker or you can like actually give people money yeah super chat so maybe yeah. uh, for the rest of you who are in the chat on uh youtube test it out just to see if it works maybe you know <laughs> go in there and- you gotta show a little more skin man if you're gonna be asking for super chats <laughs> yeah super chat money all right so that's everything that I, i've been up to ufo wise otherwise there's some big news um first of all i want to ask though have you seen any UFO stuff r- around the news or something you've looked at the last few weeks you thought was interesting? I have this automated thing on Twitter where it automates a fact a day. And the fact it automated, I mean, it, it tweeted on my Twitter today. I've been well, meaning today. to ask you about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's automated, but it was like, it said, and sometimes it's wrong, but it says hashtag fact every time, no matter what. But it said mm-hmm. a UFO is reported every three minutes in the world somewhere hmm. so that was a ufo related today and also i was there something about australia last week that that doesn't seem accurate at all what was that i'm sorry was there something in the news last week about australia or my there totally- was but okay. i can't remember what it was let me look it up australia I was UFO. banging my head up against the wall at that point to really look into it but yeah yeah i'm sure you were and i see there's a mork and mindy reboot is that what's is that true I don't Who's know. Somebody's more? claiming this. They're, they're, I, I don't know. There's a lenticular cloud. I don't really see anything. I thought maybe there was something, but uh, 
It was something huge. I, I remember it was like huge. In Australia? Yeah. But I don't think it was a UFO. I think the story was they were calling it a UFO for fun or something. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's all I got. Again, I've had my, my head down. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, that's it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> No, it's there's a lot more going anybody, on, though. <laughs> and people do shoot your questions. But let's get to the the beefy news. Um, so this kind of story starts off with this right here. Uh, oh, here's a question. Kevin Childress is asking, when will we get a better vid of the Triangle UIP coming out of the water? No clue. No clue. Uh, here's what Kevin Childress is referring to. Um, and it's interesting that he says this because I was just about to share with you all this website called The Debrief. And this is where this claim that Kevin Childress, uh, who, who's asking this question in the chat, is uh, talking about. So some of you remember that uh, this website, in fact, let me go look right now. Let's go find it. Claimed. And you know what? I'm gonna. I'm, I love the debrief. These guys are awesome. But I'm not gonna lie. They kind of. I feel, and maybe you all will agree. They kind of bungled this one a little bit. Um, in that, and it doesn't. I don't think that their search is working. I don't think their search tool is working, which is really oh. unfortunate. Um, can you search in the, the search oh, no, bar? There it is. It's just really okay. weird, clunky. Or in the address bar. No, I don't know. Type the name of the, the domain in the address bar and then what you yeah. want to search. Yeah, I'm just going to have to do it that way. Okay. One thing that they bungled is that they're... Uh, okay, so here it know. is. So uh, they, and that's not the real story. This is the one about the triangle. Here we go. So the Pentagon has its task force. Uh, the debrief revealed that there was some news going on out there, that there were some rumors in the intelligence community that uh, the UAP task force, which the it, it's which is a Pentagon task force led currently by uh, the DNI uh, or was the assistant secretary of defense. Um, so I, I'm not sure it's, that's kind of been shaken up lately, but this uh, UAP task force is supposed to come up with this, um, this, uh, this summary of what the government knows about UFOs or what they've been researching about UFOs. And they're supposed to compile this information across the intelligence agencies. Well, there were rumors out there that there were a couple reports that got out there into the intelligence world that intelligence people were really excited about. Um, many of us asked our contacts within the uh, intelligence community if this is true. Uh, all of us, I know of anybody who's checked that it's been confirmed, uh, at least on our side, there were these reports. What was in the reports is a little more shaky. According to this article where they revealed this, they said there were two cases in particular that were really exciting. Uh, one of a picture of a triangular UFO, uh, and and this is their, what the that image is supposedly looks like. So supposedly <laughs> this triangular UFO came out of the water 
And uh, the pilot in the F-16 took a picture of this object. And this object, they estimate, was within like 100 feet of the aircraft. So this is an artist rendition of what that image uh -oh. supposedly looked like. And um, so everybody's really excited about that. When are we going to see that picture uh, is what Kevin's saying. There's no indication now that we'll ever see this picture. Um, supposedly, this re these reports were distributed quite a bit. Um, and in fact, kind of similar to Snowden. Snowden uh, downloaded a bunch of material from a server he could access of classified information that is accessible by a lot of people across the State Department. This is similar in that it's in an area where a lot of intelligence people and our allies have access to see these reports, but it's still classified information, so they're not supposed to share it. It's not supposed to be shared. Um, and the DOD has said everything the UAP task force is classified, whatever they're working on, we can't even tell you because that's classified. Any results of anything they do is also classified. They have no intention of sharing anything um, other than this report that's supposed to be come out that the Senate has asked for. So, yeah, I have no idea when or if this picture would come out. Um, the good thing is, is a lot of people in the intelligence community have it, uh, which means uh, it's certainly open to the potential for being leaked. Um, I don't know if it'll ever officially come out. We'll have to see. Again, I say this over and over again. Um, you can use this article and you could forward right. this to your uh, politicians and to the DOD and say, hey, look, we know this is out there. I want to know about it. And, you know, if they get a lot of calls from people, uh, they will probably do something. In fact, Luis from Unidentified UFO, I think, has an excellent idea. And I'll talk about that in just a second. Um, so that's what he's talking about. We don't know much more. What did they bungle? Well, oh, the other picture, the other case that they said had was out there was another photo um, and that allegedly, it was another photo that was, you know, not shared, that was secret of a case that wasn't as exciting. Well, that photo lo leaked uh, like a day or two after they wrote that first article. And this is allegedly that photo. The problem is, is that it's not that impressive. And a lot of people say they think it looks like the, a Batman Mylar oh. balloon. Um, and But we don't know the context that that photo was shared in. Um, you know, all even in that last article, uh, you know, uh, the people who had seen the photo said they didn't think a whole lot of it. They thought it definitely wasn't balloon because it's too high, but it could be a mylar balloon, but it could be something else. So they weren't, you know, in fact, some had suggested it could be one of these essentially weather type balloons that carry up uh, equipment into the sky. Um, so we don't know. Um, how did they bungle it? They just kind of released this picture without any information. The background related to this picture is still in question because the story keeps changing. And what they wrote here is not, I guess, totally accurate as to uh, that photo. So I think they were too quick to release the photo without doing some research on it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what Kevin's asking about. And that's the status as far as I know on that. However... Uh, what I did want to transition into, and uh, let me find this story we were looking at, um, and I'm going to look at the chat real quick to see if there are any other questions. Do 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 ba da ba da do 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 do. Hey, <laughs> perfect timing. 
Next uh, time, maybe I'll cover questions while you do your thing, and that way we can both, uh, you know. Yeah, you look at the questions. If you have your own questions, or if you see some questions you think are interesting, yeah, go ahead and shoot over, and I'll just keep going. Does that sound yeah. good? That sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> we got Teamwork. a little method here, yeah. Yeah, we're like wrestlers. So let's uh, segue over to another article in the debrief. They're doing a lot of great stuff. Now, this people have got not been too happy about this title. And, you know, this is an MJ special. I got to say, I love MJ, but uh, he can be a little snarky. And this one is shocking document show government paid millions to chase UFOs and werewolves. Holy moly. <laughs> Who, where did this article come from? It, and the only one of the things that I have to say about that, that they're acting like it's new, is much is I've already written actually about this for a long time. How oh, yeah. really there was a whole paranormal background, um, it kind of X Files aspect to uh, what. It's kind of here we go. I want to share this with you real quick. I got a plug that I already did this. Am I being petty? I don't know. You can tell me, Doug. I'm sure, the people uh, yeah. in there. So here's a story I wrote uh, over a year ago, May 2019, when really I found out the X Files re revealed the paranormal roots of the Pentagon UFO program. Bum, bum, bum. How did I find this out? Because, and I think I was the first to break this, although it was George Knapp and I together in a way. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, I, a couple years ago, I interviewed George Knapp and uh, he had revealed to me um, all of this, this background of how uh, actually that. <laughs> no, that uh, really Harry Reid had, you know, they had this project called ALSAP, the Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Application Program. Right. That program is a program that was started in 2007. That's the program that Harry Reid got the $22 million for. And in that sense, the New York Times article was wrong in saying that ATIP got the money, ASAP got the money. ATIP was a separate program that was just UFO focused that Elizondo was running that came out of OSAP um, and survived uh, longer because why didn't ATIP survive or OSAP survive? What was the problem with Harry Reid's first uh, project? It was all about all kinds of paranormal. It was about the Skinwalker Ranch and all of the paranormal stuff that was allegedly going on there, such as, you know, uh, not werewolves, but these large wolf-looking things, um, right. UFOs, cattle mutilations, smoking dogs. What's that? Smoking dogs. No, the smoking dogs is a different phenomena that I'm not oh. sure if they research oh. that one or like the cheating at the card table. I'm not sure. You're referring to the no, velvet like no. paintings. No, 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 no. There was a on Skinwalker. There was like dogs. Which I often think of that painting when I hear the story, though. There was like a dog smoking a cigarette that was seen or something like that. I, I can't recall. But I don't remember that. Well, oh, maybe I don't. Huh. But I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you'll see something in, in regards to uh, a smoking dog and skinwalker. 
Yeah. So I still, I, what I like though, is that they're pointing this out. Um, they actually got some security files that they say demonstrated this, but we already knew this. We knew this. First of all, George Knapp told me, then George Knapp wrote an article um, about it. And in that article that George Knapp wrote, he re also released this uh, comment from a bass uh, manager of the program who was wrote this weird article about how essentially we're being manipulated and there are these entities and this intelligence manipulating us. And this is what they're researching. And they were using these um, weird tactics and, and just a weird ass statement um, about all of the stuff they were doing. So yeah, this was a whole paranormal project. I like to remind people, and I would really love your input on this, uh, Doug, here's why I like to remind people that it the paranormal roots of OSAP. A lot of people, like with this title, shocking document show government spent millions to chase UFOs and werewolves. A lot of people got mad at that, saying, well, why are you making fun of this? You know, you're just trying to hurt the credibility of ATIP and the whole UFO thing. But no, at the same time, this is the truth. Um, and the truth, first of all, matters. And second of all, if you want to honor what Harry Reid did, um, you've got to realize and honor what Harry Reid was really doing. He wasn't starting a program just to research UFOs. He was starting a program to research all of the paranormal. And um, it, to, in his defense, which I don't think he shied away from stating that. And in his defense, I think he was of the belief because people have said, oh, this is a sweetheart deal to Bigelow, blah, 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 whatever. It's it's kind of silly verbiage. Um, in a way, it's a sweetheart deal in that, you know, he was able to get Bigelow to be able to research the paranormal, not to give him money, but to research the paranormal. Why would Harry Reid do that? As a politician, he felt that his constituency wanted research into the paranormal and I think he's probably right. I mean, I think a lot of people out there would be an interesting to do a poll, but I'm sure the majority of you all, and do tell me in the chat what you guys think. Don't you think you would want the government to research paranormal? Wouldn't it be cool if they had, you know, a little group with a, a moderate, you know, with some funding to investigate paranormal claims? We could call it like Ghostbusters or something. Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, it's got to be more than ghosts, though. They ghost just, force. Oh, paranormal. They would just be one aspect. Right. No, I, and I, I totally agree. I think that they should be sinking some money into this and some, some real research into this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just shocked that they – I don't know. It, it's disappointing to me, as always. But um, before we before – we, I even oh. – with you. We'll get into uh, more about this, too. There are some questions. There are some questions. Yes. Go for it. Have you heard anything about a member of Oasis that is now into UFOs? Christian I mean, there's a lot of celebrities into UFOs, but yeah, there was an article. I did see that that came out today uh, where one of the members of uh, Oasis, uh, I can't remember his name right now. I guess I could look it up. It's probably one of the Gallagher brothers. I tried looking it up on my computer over here, but I couldn't find um, it. I know I have it because I also uh, have these like automatic searches that send me stories like this. Right. And and it was in my one for this morning, um, so I, I also know that you, uh, you you have an article. You you've been doing your own research in the past on musicians that have had experiences. 
So, you know, this is this is definitely one for you to cover, if not today, right now, next week. (laughs) Um, Um, I don't know. I I probably won't because at this point, kind of, I guess, because here's how I feel is just here it is. I I just feel the conversations changed. It used to be, you know, um, the idea and why I liked covering UFOs and what uh, celebrities would say is that, look, it's okay. There's no reason to have this taboo about being interested in UFOs. Even the cool kids believe in UFOs, the celebrities out there. And so it's okay to believe in UFOs because so many people are afraid of it. They think they're going to look like an idiot or they think they're going to be made fools of, but um, yeah, it's okay to build, to be interested in them. Um, We're giving you permission here today, folks. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. This is not from today. I guess this is uh, machine gun. Kelly, I guess is saying he saw a UFO uh, UFO guitarist, Vinnie Moore. Oh, wow. Uh, that's something Vinnie different. Moore. Wow. Um, but uh, Simone, if you're still there to, to answer your question, yes, we definitely do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm not even I thought sure what the question was. No, no, it would be Champagne Supernova, Benjamin. That that probably would be describing what he saw in the sky. Champagne Supernova. Wonderwall. I, I think that's taken from George Harrison, actually, a, a movie, I, I believe, that uh, produced. Noel Gallagher. Okay, so it was one of the brothers. Of course. And he's he's not. been... He's been spending the the um, lockdown investigating, researching this stuff, which means he may be listening to the show or have listened to it before. And I don't mean to. When I said like, nuts. I meant hey, good oh, I'm such a big. I'm such a big deal, but unfortunately, a lot of people run across my stuff. So okay, so I want to answer. So there's some more questions, uh, and this is a great question. Uh, that fits. Somebody is saying, saying, um, does Alejandro believe in the Collins elite as explained by Nick Redfern and Dr. Ray Bosch exists or it's disinformation? Where What's he that? talking about? He's not, I, I believe it does exist. Um, and here's, and it, it pertains to this because actually that pertains to just what we were talking about, OSAP and ATIP. So this program started as the Advanced Aerospace Weapon System um, Application Program, which was all the paranormal. It was inspired by Skinwalker. A DOD guy had a paranormal experience at the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. He went to Harry Reid and said, look, I know you're friends with Bigelow, uh, who who manages, who owns this ranch and is doing scientific investigations at this ranch. You know stuff's going on here. We need to investigate it as a government. And Harry Reid said, yeah, I agree with you. Let's do this. They, uh, Harry Reid got support, talked to uh, astronauts and friends who told him, do it. There's something there. And uh, so he put together the money and got OSAP funded. Very quickly, however, religious factions inside the Department of Defense um, were saying, hey, no, no, this is demonic. This is bad. No, we, you can't do this. Right. And so they quickly saw the writing on the wall. And this is how, you know, it's framed to me, not only from George Knapp, but also Luis Elizondo has written about this. I've confirmed it with Lou, um, you know. Alexander too, I think, right? uh, Well, I have confirmed it with Alexander in the sense of, Oh, that these people exist he's, uh, right. and they have a large influence, but people who are directly involved with this incident 
um, you know, Elizondo and, and I'm not sure if Reed has talked to this. I think he has. But uh, so this this group said no. And so they saw the writing on the wall. And that's why they shed the paranormal stuff. And they created right. a tip because the idea was, well, hopefully they'll allow us to morph and create, you know, the advanced aerospace uh, threat identification program, ATIP, where we can investigate military UFO cases. That's what Lou Elizondo was in charge of. And they'll leave us alone if we do that. And we'll just not do this paranormal stuff anymore. That's what happened. That's why they changed. It was from pressure from these religious fundamentalists. Now, Nick Redford wrote about these religious fundamentalists and how they do uh, stall or keep paranormal research from happening in the government because they do believe it's demonic. Now, Nick Redfern and others put upon these people the name Collins Elite. That's not their real name. It's just what they were calling a particular group of these people. So, uh, yeah, that exists, uh, and that's out there, and that's been confirmed. Um, and what's interesting is Dr. Hal Putoff, he started doing paranormal stuff with the government, you know, back in the seventies when they started doing remote viewing and, you know, having the government use psychic phenomena. And that's what John Alexander was. That's what the movie, the tell the movie and the book, uh, men who stare at goats was about, but the same thing happened. These religious people came in and said, no, this is demonic. Can't do it. And got it all shut down. So, uh, yeah. So those groups do, and they, they are, uh, they do pertain to all of this. They're a force to be reckoned with inside the government, they which are. is hard. Because I mean, what could be more paranormal than religion to begin with? Mm. Mm. Ah. That's a really good point. But you know, obviously, I guess maybe there's something to that. In they feel a threat. You know, they yes. feel threatened somehow. But it's like um, the magic. So then, the next step of this story. Uh, and why it is so important right now is that George Knapp released a picture. What, where do you see that? Oh, are you reading that? No, George Knapp <laughs> released this picture. Actually, George, <laughs> it had to show up, right? This is the biggest news. Bernie Sanders uh, in his coat and his mittens. But uh, actually, George Knapp did release this picture a couple days ago with Sands, Bernie Sanders here. And, you know, many of us immediately saw that's Robert Bigelow. He's doing an interview with Robert Bigelow, which he did. So let's close this window and actually get to where the interview is. Oh, this is my friend, Laura, who's saying, look, we won. I say my friend, Laura. She's my new friend, Laura. Um, so there are... Mystery Wire. Here we go. And I would click that link. So this link here is what you want to click. What will you get when you click that link? What will you get when you click that link? (laughs) (laughs) You'll get here to the Mystery Wire's YouTube page. And all of these brand new interviews, like 23 hours ago, brand new interviews with Robert Bigelow. And this is the hot news. Uh, Let me see. Somebody asked a Bigelow question. Um, And I'm actually going to kind of dog on this a little bit. Uh, Moon landing is moon landing. (laughs) He just skips past it. (laughs) 
people are talking being silly and funny and stuff, I think. Um Happy Friday. Hey, what's up, Stacy? Happy Friday, Stacy in again. I don't see the question. But is it just good, Stacy, or is it great? Do I need to click on over there after the show? I think you should watch it. it. Well, that's what I'm going to talk about right now. And I think Stacey would probably disagree with me on this one. (laughs) I don't think it's great at all. If anything, it's extremely frustrating, but it's good. That's what I was worried about. This is what's weird about it. Okay. So here's the problem. And I haven't even said this because I've assumed that people uh, already knew this, but I've been referring to Robert Bigelow, Bigelow Aerospace. When Harry Reid created that program, OSAP, which had these $22 million, they had to contract a company to do the research and investigation at Skinwalker Ranch for them. Um, And they got Robert Bigelow. Uh, Robert Bigelow, actually, when he knew this was going to happen, created a department in Bigelow Aerospace called Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Systems, which was created specifically to work with OSAP to investigate this stuff. A lot of people said, well, why does Bigelow get it? It seems like Harry Reid was just handing it to him in a way. But you know what? Uh, John Greenwald interviewed Luis Elizondo recently and grilled him on that. And, you know, Luis had a great point in that it's nothing strange. There's a lot of times where let's say we're working on an aircraft and a new technology is developed and we want to incorporate that into our aircraft. Well, if Boeing's the only one building this, this um, technology, Boeing's going to be the only company that we will contract to do this. And it's the same kind of thing. Bigelow owns Skinwalker Ranch. He's the only one capable or more willing to do this sort of thing. So that's why we're going to contract them. So it's not as strange as people think. Um, And, you know, in that context, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So like you, if, if we had a, you know, we wanted to make some kind of new, if the government wanted to dispatch the army, some kind of new shaving product, and you had a shaving technology that no one else had, They'd be like, and we're going to go with Doug. He's the only one doing this. I've been waiting for that contract for some time now. So if you're watching Uncle Sam, I'm your man. For instance, Just you're glowing the, the dark. You're glowing <laughs> the dark razors. They could be like, look, when our guys are at night, <laughs> is that one right there? Uh, yeah, let's if, see if I can do it. If they need to shave at night, we need a glow in the dark razor. Doug's the only one doing glow in the dark razors. So we need to hire Doug to do this. Oh, you can't really see it, but yes. So that's the that point. So really, I don't think any kind of funny business there. Here's where my issue is. This first video is really the only one they talk about, or these first two where they talk about UFOs. This one's talking about Skinwalker Ranch and how that all came about and what they did there. This one talks uh, about how he started the National Institute of Discovery Scientists, which is first organization that he brought together scientists to investigate ufos and other paranormal phenomena the rest of these are about this new project that he has to research consciousness and life after death and people have kind of made fun of this and i kind of see it in that um he's got this competition where you can write an essay that has the best evidence for life after death and people the first three winners win like a hundred thousand for third place two hundred thousand for second place Three or five hundred thousand dollars for third place for these essays. 
So um, yeah, if you're interested in that topic, <laughs> go check it out. I know. And that's the hard part. And this is what it all comes back to. And this is why I have a little bit of a different perspective on these things. It's great that uh, Bigelow sharing some of this information, but like I tell even to the stars and Louise Elizondo, don't say it unless you can prove it because all you're exactly. doing is hurting your credibility. And exactly. in these videos, Bigelow shares these allegations that he's never shared before publicly that they confirmed. He says, we, we confirmed a couple of UFO crashes. Uh, we confirmed this UFO sighting. We did this or that zero proof or evidence for any of it. And he says, we confirmed who's we, how did you confirm it? Is it because you believe it that you confirmed it? My last boss at Open Minds used to do that all the time. We confirmed this, or we revealed this. And I'd be like, no. First of all, we didn't do that. No, none of us did that. This is your opinion. Second of all, if anything, we, we disproved this, or we disproved that. <laughs> I wish we could prove something spectacular, but we haven't. You know, that's really hard to do for anybody. Um, you know, and, and for me, the goal has been, I want to show that it's a legit thing, that the government takes it seriously, and they have been investigating it. And there are a lot of people that have looked at the evidence who are serious and, and believe there's something mysterious here. That's what I was trying to prove. And I think we've been able to go there now with the help, you know, thanks to like to the stars and, and those guys for bringing us there and Bigelow who's helped bring us there in a way and that he funded all these groups, but it's a little frustrating. This is not how science works. Science works where you share information, you share your evidence, you share your findings so that other scientists can look at it and agree or right or reproduce it. Results, yeah, and build off of that. But yeah, otherwise you have a weak foundation and it's not science. So no, we don't need yeah, any of that. I, a lot of people in this field I know, and I can see why this would be exciting. Um, this is a government contractor who believes these weird things. And that's certainly a story. But, you know, what kind of story can you write with this sort of information? Um, you could write a story like this. And a lot of people get frustrated and they're like, hey, you're just making fun of the situation. Um, and MK right. is doing this here. But that's what mainstream media is going to do, because if you don't yeah. show them any evidence and yeah. you believe these things, you tout that these things happen, but you can't prove it at all. What good is that to any other claim out yes, there? There's a fine line between science and sensationalism when it comes to something like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, and someone just asked, well, what projects are you working on? That's a great question. Uh, uh, for UFO stuff, I'm just kind of doing these things, the podcast and stuff, and I'm not working on a story right now, but I am working with the, the SCU, the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies. And I can tell you, if we got a government contract with the SCU, we would do it very, very differently than the way that Bigelow did it. We would... Um, and here's, and I think this is the end all be all where this all leads to. And this is why it's unfortunate. What we would do is we would use standards that mainstream science uses. We would record things. We would hold on to that evidence. 
um, we would want to incorporate and get other scientists involved to beat up the information so that and to to verify what we're working on. And then at one point when it's it's possible, we would also be sharing all that information with everyone so that all of science can move forward. Um, the way that this has been done, unfortunately, all of this and none of the results None of these alleged videos or photos that they say they've taken have been released. None of it's been released. And so it moves the needle nowhere, especially right now. I would say maybe back. I think you're exactly right. It hurts their credibility by making these claims without substantiating them. Unsubstantiated claims are not a good thing. Um, I would say before, uh, let's say like four years ago. Um, that this would have moved the needle because you have this credible person um, who has had government contracts to do this, working on this, and this is what he thinks. Um, but we're done now. Now right. that we've crossed the tipping point and we know this is a credible thing that credible people have been researching, that Bigelow has done that or believes this means nothing. I mean, there are more credible people who have come out with more substantiated claims Um over what have happened. So for instance, the Nimitz case, um, you know, you have tons of witnesses, credible witnesses. You have a little bit of data, but you have an abundance of credible witnesses and even government reports on, on what had happened there. Um, as opposed to just one eccentric old rich guy making unsubstantiated claims. Yeah. Where's that going to take us? That's what's frustrating about it is um, why make, and, and why are you sharing more information about more than you ever have before without any, without releasing anything to back any of this up. It's, it's frustrating. Yep. I agree. I agree 100%. And I think that's why people, a lot of people have been critical and I've definitely been an apologist for, for Bigelow and I still am. I, I'm still a huge fan of Bigelow Aerospace and, and what he's done. It's just really unfortunate because I just feel like almost all that work that was done has gone nowhere. I so mean, what do you think? What do you, I mean, we can only speculate, I guess, but why do you think he's doing this now? I think for George, I think a lot of people have questions. I know a lot of people are asking, I want to, and they're going through to George because he's, they know George has a uh, connection with Bigelow. We want answers. We want to know this. We want to know that media people I know are saying, Hey, get us an interview with Bob. We want to know this and that. And I think that it's twofold right now. It's one that George really wants to get some of that information out there. He wants to appease those people and try to get some information out there. And two, I think that Bigelow really wanted to promote his um, new effort. And I think that this is really telling here um, that even though all of us want to know about Bass and his, what he did working for the government, what they found, if you look at these videos, this one's UFOs. This one's a little bit of UFOs and, and starts to get less UFOs, not UFOs, not UFOs. Uh, it's mostly he's promoting his new organization okay. Um, okay. and his new effort, um, essentially. And I want to click this one because I want to remember. Yeah, this is a new group, the Bigelow Institute for Consciousness Studies. And you know where this is going to go? Nowhere. I mean... I shouldn't say that. I'm very hopeful. I hope that it does go somewhere. But sounds as you mentioned, huh? Sounds more new age conference than uh, 
Yeah, it's very new agey, and it's difficult to do science in that arena. Right, and with that crowd of the tracks. And he even admits that he's a bit of a scatterbrain, and he'll come up with new ideas and move. And that's what's hard. You haven't finished. You yes. haven't released any solid, um, any solid information or data on what you've done in the past to yeah. try to substantiate your claims. And you're already moving on to something new. Um, that is another, even more difficult to substantiate any of the anecdotal information on that end. So um, it, it's very, I think really what it comes down to for him. And, and I can't blame him because I might be the same is he's just doing what he wants to do. He's researching what he wants to research, sharing what he feels like he's found, but it's not necessarily, I just am more interested in bringing all of mainstream science and everybody along. Um, and that, that's hard. That's really hard. But Chris Mullen and Luis Elizondo have done it. I mean, they have crossed that tipping point and they've brought mainstream to a place where now it's UFOs are legit. Yeah. It's uh, every household is talking about them now. Yeah. More so than ever in a legitimate way around the dinner table where you couldn't before without being laughed at, but it's become news. What do you think? I, I have a feeling you would be even a little bit harder on Bigelow than I would. Well, I think he's getting older. I like, I just, I haven't seen a picture of him in a while. So when I saw that, so, I mean, he's getting up there in years too. Um, you could just be getting a little more eccentric than, than usually. I mean, he's always been a, a tad eccentric. It's filthy rich. That mustache. I mean, it's, I think it's wonderful. It's majestic even, but uh, well, yeah, and you know, that. your celebrity from a James Bond movie. Yeah. Which it's interesting you would note that. I mean, that's your area of expertise. So um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, well, no, I just, you, we see this a lot lately where they go to, they, they, men that should have, have, are credible sources or credible people in the community suddenly make these outrageous claims as they get older. And you got to wonder if, if the aging process has something to do with these outrageous claims. Um, but I think I like that you're, he's got, so he's, he's on a promotional tour, it seems too. So, I, you know, he's, he's trying to get back out there, get his name in the news again. I don't know. I don't know. I need to watch these videos really before I, I have any edu educated opinion on it. I can only guess what's going on here, but yeah, it, I, I don't know. It always, it, part of me dies. Everyone, every time someone just loses a little bit of credibility that I've looked up to in the past. Yeah. Or appreciated, not necessarily looked up to, but appreciated what they're putting in. Yeah. So, um, Rodrigo is mentioning Avi, uh, Loeb, which is a really good point. Let's see. Yeah. Let's talk about, and, and just real quick, we'll talk about that. So Rodrigo is mentioning, he says, Avi Loeb, even though being skeptical of UFOs is shown to be open to research into it. I know. I mean, being skeptical is a good perspective, um, anyway, I'm reading his book. I got an early version of his oh, book. I could yeah. go grab it because it covers beautiful. Um, and I'm halfway done. Maybe I will run over and grab it in just a sec. I'll let you entertain people. But uh, so you guys could see it. But, you know, it shows how the scientific process works, where he, like everyone else, assume this has got to be a comet. This has got to be um, an asteroid. And those didn't fit. 
And so he really came down to that there's an aspect of this this object. It moved on its own. That's impossible. What did what happen? How did that happen? Meanwhile, he's been working with Yuri Miller Milner, and I've you know been covering this, the Russian billionaire who's funded right. this uh, breakthrough program where he's looking for aliens. And one of those programs, he hired Avi Loeb to say, hey, I want you to be able to send a spaceship to uh, Alpha Centauri, our closest neighbor, and get data from there within my lifetime. And Avi Loeb said, all right, I'll see what I can do. And he came up with a plan. He actually did it. And the plan was to send those sails, those solar sails, right. you know, and that could work. Um, and then he thought, wait a second, you know, that solar sail idea is very similar to what we might have been seeing with Oumuamua, this, this interstellar object. And that could be what's going on. And so he's really holding people's feet to the fire, at least saying, you can't close the door on this. You, you right. have not the demonstrated even though a lot he even talks about how a lot of scientists are like ah, it's got to be some sort of comment some sort of outgassing that we're just not used to and he's like no you're just guessing um you have no evidence of that and in particular they even looked for any sort of outgassing that could have caused a move like a pocket of liquid that uh you know pushed it but there's no evidence for that they would have seen it with this special camera they have not only that it was tumbling in a particular way and even though it changed trajectory, the tumbling didn't change in any way, which is really strange. Whereas if there's like some outgassing here, you know, the tumble would have changed right, as so it well. moved. Um, so you would have seen that. Uh, so what they so, looked at it, like different spectrum, like filters to see if there was. Yeah, exactly. They had a specific camera that they use for being able to measure like the outgassing, the types of, um, you know, chemical compounds that are in that outgassing so they can tell and there was none they couldn't see any at when all is book coming out um spring no really soon here okay it's sooner. yeah i remember you telling me a couple weeks back you got it back, uh, i was supposed to get an interview with him before the book came out and i think the book comes out next week um but i don't know what's been up with him to be okay honest. yeah I, I need to get my hands on that so let's see. It comes out, yep, the 26th. So just a okay, few days. Great. Yeah, definitely get your hands on it. Really cool book. Um, really interesting. And I think it just shows how, you know, science in this arena can be done with an open mind and how there are some really interesting results. And I think what's great about him doing this is that it's going to open up a lot of other minds too. It's going to, you know, we're getting rid of, we're de finally destroying this taboo. We're it destroying this taboo where it's not. Yeah, it gives other scientists permission to explore these things that are on their mind. They're just afraid to wreck their career by. Uh, Jolene Reynolds has a point she made here. There's no evidence for it being a UFO, and by that I think she means an extraterrestrial, you know, uh, of extraterrestrial origins. Uh, well, I should say of extraterrestrial intelligent origins, like it's been manufactured um, by ETI out there somewhere. Or a comment. She's got a really great point is that there's not necessarily evidence to show that it is um, technology from right. elsewhere, but uh, he thinks that's the most likely answer given what they have now, especially that it seems like they've ruled out comets and asteroids. He feels completely. Um, so, 
Well, that's exciting yeah. stuff. That'll yeah, and, and the nature of it's really weird. I mean, it, it it is really strange. I mean, it was it was super um, reflective, right? Uh, and it was very elongated, which is strange. Typically, kind of like the ocean when things are in space and they've been knocked around, they're more right. roundish. We've yeah. seen kind of like a helix, or we've seen you know, figure eight, but they're roundish, not something that's long. And he thinks uh, it's probably even dish shaped, very thin because it doesn't seem to weigh much. And so it's super reflective and very thin. Interesting. And, you know, when things get knocked off a planet, you don't have this giant sheet of thin, maybe a mica or something. I don't know. It is really weird. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so uh, it's a really great book. That is really interesting. So that's science, you know. That's at least demonstrating why you think it is what you think it is. Um, when Robert Bigelow is saying, uh, you know, he thinks there's a couple UFO crashes that happened in New Mexico in the 60s, you know, that makes me think of the thoroughly debunked alleged mythology of of these cases that have happened out there. Um, right. So. You know, what is, does he believe that he may, I kind of feel like, to be honest, a lot of these Bigelow guys, um, have some, they believe, uh, they haven't substantiated quite a few of their beliefs. Um, and I think they need, they need to do that before they're just spouting out, you know, that these things. Yeah. It's, we're at a space where opinions and beliefs are no longer enough that we're in a space where now we need research evidence. You know, we, we need something more compelling because we've we already fact got fact checking. <laughs> yeah. Fact check your Buddha. Right. There needs to be an app on your phone where you can immediately fact check yeah. something. Let's see. Uh, people are talking about Avi Loeb. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Louis says taboo and stigma are dying like the wicked witch of the West. Slowly and annoying. That's funny. Um, I was canoodles. Canoodles said something interesting earlier. We're gonna find that. Yeah. Uh, Canoodles, maybe you could say this again. It seems as though Canoodles sent them a picture of a blimp and uh, that he found in yes. a junkyard and that they believed him that it could be an alien. A hister prototype I found in the junkyard. They got back to me in under an hour. Very interested. Very intact, or is that interested? I don't know. I don't know what he's saying Maybe clarify that for a sec. Um, Christian Thomas Thompson is asking, what does the military have evidence about UFOs? Um, well, we don't know. Uh, that's the hard part. We don't know fully. This report that's coming in uh, within the next few months will hopefully give us more insight. That's the battle right now is how thorough is this report going to be? Is it just going to be kind of a whitewash blow off or is it going to actually, are people really looking, digging in to figure out what most compelling research has been done? 
it sounds like George Knapp wrote an article about this, and it sounds like Chris Mellon kind of agrees that currently it's not going to be that exciting, that uh, it is going to be a fluff off. So that's why it's really important for us to tell them we want something substantial, because uh, if we don't tell them, we're not going to know. But when it comes to the Nimitz case, we know that they have radar information, probably more videos. Um, according to that debrief article I shared earlier, they've also got this a photo and or picture of this triangular UFO that came out of the water. So it sounds like they have some stuff. We don't know how much, but they definitely have some stuff better than we have. And they've got enough that they're willing to, at least the Navy is willing to come out and say, it's a real phenomenon. It's a, we don't know what these things are. We don't think that they're Chinese or Russian or ours. So we don't know what, what the heck is going on. We don't know what these things are. The government. The government. And then finally, I want to come around here. There's been another story going around, and I didn't cover this last week, um, but maybe I should have. This one's pretty accurate, actually. Uh, Smithsonian. Ah. You, can, you can now explore the CIA's entire collection of UFO yes. documents yes. online. I, I meant yeah. to bring this up. <laughs> Great story. Most of the headlines have been completely wrong. Uh, in fact, uh, here's evidence right here that you could always, or for quite some time now, you've been able to search the UFO collections of the CIA. In fact, here's a website they came out with a, a long time ago. Are UFOs real or not? With links to uh, tons of files. What happened? What actually happened lately is cool. What happened is, uh, and I think there's a link to it in the other article. What happened is John Greenwald uh, who's been collecting these art these documents for many years was able to uh, get them scanned in a PDF form where they're searchable, and I think that they have a link right here. Yeah, so you so create your own file. You <laughs> so now you can download them and search them. Um, yeah. and here cool. he has a picture it's of the CD they sent him. Oh. What happened? Uh, I'm you sharing the screen. I, I want to show you John Greenwald's site. So, yeah. and, and, you know, I reported it here because it was really cool that John Greenwald did this, made these records available. But unfortunately, most of the media is getting the story wrong. So the story is John Greenwald has put all his uh, CIA documents in one space where you can download them. And uh, they are all searchable PDFs. That's the story. Is it something new? Like, you know, did the CIA release all their documents suddenly? No, that's a uh, terrible reporting with people who did not do research. And I don't know that, interesting enough, any of these outlets even called John and got some direct quotes from him. They just kind of are reading each other's article and screwing up. Yeah, it was probably some type of press release they were all sharing. Yeah, but it's really cool, and he, he was laughing because he did get this uh, CD where I guess they have a CD now with all their documents. Oh, okay. And, um, oh, yeah, there it is. That looks like so 1998. <laughs> not only is it little and crappy, he had to get another one. Uh-oh, giant. Yep. He had to get another one because the first time he got it, 
and he shared a picture online. It was all jacked up. Like the package was all screwed up. The disc was all scratched up and everything. And, Who made uh, it for him? Tell me that didn't come from the government. <laughs> it came from the CIA. Really? Who did the yeah. design work on that? Imagine that. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. I know. That Isn't that funny? Legit at all. Why would they do that? That makes no sense to me. Photo of the CD-ROM as received. So he's got the whole story here. Obviously, it's not that long, but he's got the story there, how that happened. So, and yeah, he's got this big, uh, I haven't watched this yet. It's an hour and 20 minutes, but uh, it's got him explaining all of this too and what's in there and what he Can thinks Can you put a little all in the, the chat? Yeah. Definitely. And I always do that is uh, when we get done talking, I'll usually go put in the, the description below um, the links to the things that we've talked about. And I'll definitely do that this time. So come visit this video again in about 20 minutes and I'll have the links uh, uploaded there. Also, if you go to Open Minds TV or if you go to Patreon or um, if you listen to my podcast, I'm anywhere you listen to the podcast. I also have put the links in, in there too. So you've got links to all those stories. Oh, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. We'll wrap up now. Okay. Unidentified celebrity review just wrote this. And I want to talk about this idea. He has best thing anyone can do is call Congress, demand more substantial information to be released in 154 days. Don't leave Lou, Chris and Tom hanging or let all the amazing work be for not. He has a great idea, Luis, where we take a day where we all call, like we all get ready. You know, those, some of us that are participating, um, we create some verbiage for people uh, that we send out on our websites and tweets and stuff like that. And then we choose a day where we all call or send emails and, and just kind of blitz them. I think that's a great idea. That is a great idea. And we, sh we should mm -hmm. definitely do that. I'm like a flyer. There we go. Doug is also a graphic designer. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. He wants to call it the big phone home. It's cute, right? <laughs> yes. Has anyone ever seen E.T. in Spanish? No. It's especially that part. Mi casa. Oh, it's great. Like, <laughs> really? it's, awesome. it's awesome. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to. That's hilarious. I got, now that's your homework. Go watch ET in Spanish. I don't yeah, know where you can find it, but probably you can change your the language to Spanish online. No, 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 no. You can, it's out there. You can definitely find it. No pun intended, but it is out there. That's hilarious. Yeah, the big phone home. I like that. I will definitely. Stacy loves it too. She runs yeah. Arizona Move On. So Stacy, let's get everybody involved. Um, you know, all of you dudes that are on here, Dirk, all you regulars. Um, Who's in here? Strafe, Dirk, Canoodles, um, 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 Benjamin, Christian, Dolene, all you cool dudes. Let's all do that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to work on it. Stacy's in, Doug's in. We'll come up with a day. Stacy, Doug, anybody else? Maybe we'll even talk about this more next week. Anybody else with ideas of what would be a good day um, to do this? Um, I know that Luis was thinking of maybe on UFO day, which is like in what early July, but maybe we do that earlier. We do it sooner. Um, maybe we do too, but yeah. I, mean, I think timing is of the S I mean, like, yeah, I think we wait for a month or two or something. I mean, yeah. You know, that or not too long. long. 
I feel like they have a lot on their plates right now, but uh, yeah, definitely. But, so I think we but, need to wait a little while. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, just come up with the verbiage, and uh, we'll yeah, we'll make it happen. Yep. So we're doing it. We're on oh, board. Postcards in, so you could hit them in the mail and hit them online. Like if you hit them from every yeah. angle, we could really mm -hmm. uh, yeah, hit them online. Hit them on the phone. Yeah, hit them when, the, hit we them when they're up, when they're down. We're not going to storm the Capitol. Let's not do that. No, but uh, we'll do this digital. Yeah, digital, digital and snail mail. I really think that that's yeah. What other snail mail they're they dealing with these days? They're not. Their emails are getting stuffed up the high heaven. But you know how much snail mail do they actually get? Yeah. So I think if you get them from every angle, you're, it's going to be more effective. I agree. We're working a strategy is what it all comes down to, but this will be our thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So let's wrap it up. Uh, you know, um, I uh, haven't had Rojas report interviews. That's because I've been doing these other interviews. And like I said, I'll have this panel going on next week, but I might try to fit in another Rojas report in there. Like I said earlier, I think that uh, Adam Kehoe of uh, Strategic Doubt, his blog, has done a couple of excellent research um, articles recently that we need to talk about that uh, is some incredible research. So we'll get into that soon, but, uh, and more going on. So, uh, and you know, there's a lot of now that Luis isn't with to the stars anymore. He's done some more interviews, including with like Ryan Sprague. Um, and like I mentioned the John Greenwald one, and I know there's more out there. So go check out, you know, more of what he's had to say. He's kind of a little more open and, uh, I think John kind of did a good job kind of grilling him a bit. It was kind of cool because John got some details out of him that were interesting. But at the same time, he also just confirmed the things that I've been reporting for a couple years that John was disputing or, or didn't agree with at first. And now he's finding out I was right. I wasn't lying. I mean, you know, I checked all this out with Lou before. So that feels good. <laughs> what about you? You're just uh, as business kind of slowed down finally. Well, we just had a release today, so no. Uh, it, I mean, it's not as crazy as it was during the holidays. The holidays were definitely insane, um, but yeah, I mean, it's leveling out. I guess you could say not slowing down, but it's going back to where it was, which since the pandemic has been pretty steady. So yeah, we've been busy, busy bees, and uh, you know, and we're getting more of the UFO cr crowd in. Uh, as customers as well. So, and I can only huh. thank you guys for this, for spreading the word about Phoenix shaving. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really, it's nonstop action here, folks. Nonstop. Cool. Action. Yes. But someone did ask, do we do these regularly? We do. Um, you know, so usually we have what's Doug reading on Thursdays, midday, um, usually about 1 PM Pacific ish <laughs> about this time. Um, and then this show on Fridays. I can't, I can't uh, hear them. Both live. Alejandro? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Jesus. You can't hear? <laughs> I can now. So, um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like, I want to hear your opinion on this. People keep saying this, and this is really, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't agree at all. Uh, people get so excited about Rogan. Oh, this person's got to get on Rogan. Who cares if they get on Rogan? Who 
cares? That does nothing for nobody. That does nothing for our field. That does all it does is mostly what's that? I've only seen five minutes of, of a Joe Rogan show ever. He's just not my style. And it and most of these shows are mostly spreading more disinformation and they're not really helping. I mean Rojas on Rogan. I mean, if I I I think that if you want someone on Rogan or if you want Lou to get some attention and you think it, you know, then let's get him on, you know, CNN and, you know, some of these bigger media networks or maybe even interviews with Seth Shostak and Michio Kaku and and Tyson, but you know, many- where it's going to have a big effect. Um, you can tell Rogan people whatever and they're going to believe it as long as Rogan does. So what does that do for anything? Uh, I'm just not – I just don't see – why that's such a big deal. There's definitely much better outlets than Rogan out there. If you want to get legit information out there. Yeah. I I don't, I just, I feel like we've been infiltrated by these extreme fighting guys, which is just bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) These guys used to beat me up. Podcast. Like, come on. How extreme fighting took over the UFO field. Really, it's. I mean, like a lot of, or like some, you know, coming out of like that area, or or even Giorgio, he was like sports management or something like. I mean, it's just, I don't know what happened. There's a WWF type element to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just for the last four years, and it's loose. I just think somebody, and you know, uh, CNN is only five minutes. Louis says, but you know, there's a lot of journalists all have podcasts and everything where they go into things more in depth. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I have zero interest in seeing Louisa. I wouldn't watch if he's on Joe Rogan anyway. So yeah, I would miss it. I, I caught a little but bit if of the he Elon was being Musk. interviewed by Michio Kaku or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole different audience though. That's, you know, that's, I see what people are saying though, how he does have a mass appeal. And so yeah. to get the word but out, it's just there, not the right appeal to a certain extent. Um, you know, it would be trending more, I get, or, you know, so I, I see how that could be a good thing. Would I watch it? Would you watch it? Probably not, but we don't need to watch it. So, I mean, good point there. Yeah. I guess you have some good points there. Um, I just think that, um, I would love to see people who would really grill him, you know, um, and that's nothing against him, but I just think that they will get out more credible information that way and have a bigger influence on the people who we need to influence. We need to influence, right. you know, scientists. Uh, we need to influence, you know. Oh, I see pu- okay, yeah. So that's why Congress Congress people. Yeah, it's a different crowd. It's more of an academic crowd. Yeah. To, uh, we don't, the kids then, are already there. Yes. All uh, right. Well, it's been a long show, so we should wrap it up. All right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Lex Fridman interviewed Louise, and I need to, I hear I really need to listen to that. I haven't yet, but I will. Thank you so much. Rojas, what's the next step for the phenomena? I don't know. Um, it's this report that's coming out. It's, it's, it's what we do um, to, um, you know, share credible information or what others do. Um, so I think the next step, it'll depend on a lot of these projects that are kind of going on behind the scenes and, uh, how much success they, they get, including, you know, um, 
Chris Mellon right now, and these guys trying to lobby that these reports are are thorough and comprehensive and not just blow-offs. Right. Yeah. That's what's next. So support that. And also, if you have ideas for projects, uh, there's some exciting projects going on with SCU. There's Skyhub. Um, MJ wrote an article, I think, in Popular Mechanics about the Silicon Valley kind of efforts going on uh, where there are scientists and others interested. And I think that's really cool. Millions of Don't discount the jock demographic. What can jocks do? <laughs> They can beat you up, man. <laughs> they pants. They can pants. De-pants can scientists pants. who don't believe in UFOs. Wedgies. Wedgies. Yeah. If Seth Shostak talks crap about UFOs or something, or or Bill Nye the science guy, they'll they'll wedgie the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. I get Bill first. He's smart ass <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I guess Just they could do that. <laughs> yeah, just playing. Love y'all. Love y'all. We're all love and peace. Don't beat us up in the cemetery after school. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you, Doug, for uh, joining us Coming again back. today. Thanks for and having we'll me. Next week, right? For the next What's Doug reading? Oh, yeah. It's on. Well, one more uh, quick. Ooh. <laughs> What is that? I'm so interested in learning more about that book. <laughs> You'll have to tune in next week, folks, to another episode of What is Doug Reading? A return up. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. Until next time. Adios, Moo. Ciao. Ciao.